In this episode, we wrap up our conversation on imposter syndrome by taking a close look at the impact of imposter syndrome on branding and on your brand. Welcome to Upskill Talks, brought to you by McGraw-Hill. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw, lead upskiller at Upskill Community. Upskill Talks is a podcast for leaders. Leaders who are actively seeking innovative and creative ways to interact, lead themselves and others. In every episode, through real-life stories and enlightening conversations, we will explore the challenges and opportunities real leaders face in today's ever-changing workplace. We will present you with real strategies for you to leverage your soft skills and produce transformative results. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Let us begin. Just before we dive into our discussion of branding, I want us to take a step back and explore the importance of ongoing learning and upskilling in this unpredictable context and particularly in the workplace. What we knew, what we know, is only as relevant as what shows up at our door. Nobody was ready for COVID. There are many smaller things that are showing up. A person shows up in your team. You've never had to deal with someone like that. You've never had to deal with these approaches, this attitude. What are you doing in terms of upskilling yourself to be ready for that? We don't know what's going to show up next. So we as leaders have to be in that ongoing learning mode. I want to say that ongoing skill development in a shifting world is non-negotiable. We only need to make sure we are expert learners. Everything else is about continually refining, tinkering, experimenting, making mistakes, failing, recording the lessons that we've learned, applying them, filling the hole, collaborating, pulling people in to scrutinize us, to see what we're missing. That is how we're going to move this forward. So one thing I want to add as well, and it comes back to the theme of collaboration, when you set your goals, when you create your action plan, identify people who can support you. No human being is an island. We need to make sure that we are creating a plan and designing supports within the plan, designing who do we need to talk to, talking to people about our plan and getting supports for the plan. And because this is so important, I'm going to say something that I always say from Harvey McKay, dig your well before you're thirsty. (laughs) Go out and build relationships and network and get to know people who can support you when you need the support. Because if you wait until the day you need the support, that's not the day you're going to get the quality support that you desire and deserve. You need to make sure you have established relationships, you set your goals, and you let people know, I've set this goal. I'm going to need your support with this goal. I'm going on this journey. Share with them how you're doing. Update them on your progress. Support them in any way that you can. We do not walk alone. And as you said, Peter, it's a journey. It's not so much about the destination. We also have to make sure that part of the journey, we are learning, we're feeling this, we're engaging this. So we need to make sure that we are learning, engaging with each other and enjoying the journey as well as planning for and walking towards the destination. Final words. For anyone suffering with imposter syndrome, 
in the words of Michael Jackson, you're not alone. You are um, not alone. Are, you took what I was going to say. <laughs> you are not alone. We're all in this together. And I think the idea of the imposter is this character that sits in the shadow. The only way that we can help that imposter is to shine a light on that. And we can only shine a light by stepping up and say, yeah, mm-hmm. me too. <laughs> yes, 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 me too. And we've started the conversation. There are other conversations. This extends the body of information that's out there on imposter syndrome. So wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with, if imposter syndrome applies to you, if you've never heard the word or if you've heard the term and you're not clear on what it is, I invite you to dig deeper. Go back to the previous episodes where we define it and clarify what it is, what it looks like and how it may show up for you. This conversation is for you to understand that, as Peter said, you are not alone. All of us as leaders are dealing with this at every single level. I know on the podcast we do discuss about seven out of 10 people have felt it at some point, 25 to 35% of high achievers. So. Definitely data to back up the fact that you're not alone. And it's something that we all go through, at least at some point in our lives. And there's probably one area in your life. Understand that even if it doesn't affect everything, there might be one area where it is. And there's always an opportunity to get it out of your life. But I was also thinking that something to mention too is imposter syndrome does not have to apply only to work or school. It will pop up social situations and so forth, even outside of very rigid environments. There's always that piece of it. So I think that's something that's also important to keep in mind for people who may feel like it doesn't relate to them. It might be popping up in your social life or in relationships. That's correct. Peter had touched on it even even in the family, even inside of your familial relationships. And remember, the imposture is that shadow at the back, that voice in your head, but that's not who you are. And we're going to focus on our strengths, shine the big spotlight on your strengths and turn the light off so that imposture can't see to impact your life. So actually, I want to ask a question. How does imposter syndrome affect our brand? and our ideas of branding. That's the part that I struggle with because it's trying to understand a brand in the context of an environment that you don't necessarily have great control over. Uh, And I'm speaking to uh, being an employee in an organization that sets a brand and the work of the members within the organization is to always align themselves with this brand. So the question then is, To what extent do you truly have control over the things that you wish to do when there are bigger powers at play? And I think that informs how you show up in those environments, which will certainly feed into some imposter syndrome as well. And will impact your brand. Definitely. And how you brand yourself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Hanim? So I think part of the issue when we're looking at imposter syndrome and branding is kind of starting even before that we get, before we get to the branding piece, there's the idea of marketing yourself. I think it's something that first of all, with imposter syndrome does not come very naturally. And that's definitely going to be a big stretch for them in terms of trying to promote themselves. I think even just regular marketing can come across as maybe grandiose or possibly not genuine and so forth. So I think that is sort of the leap that has to be made. When you have imposter syndrome, how do you confidently market yourself to be able to kind of create your brand in the first place? That's a really good point because the imposter syndrome does play a significant role in our willingness to market ourselves. First of all, our awareness that marketing of self is a thing and that we are doing it whether or not we plan to. 
that you have no option, that you are actively marketing yourself. It's whether or not the intentionality has been placed around it. And not only does imposter syndrome impact whether or not you will be aware of the need to market, willing to market, but then even what do I say? How do I show up? Why? Why would I be marketing Mm -hmm. myself? So there are so many ways that the imposter syndrome will cascade into our understanding and mindset around marketing, and then therefore about any action that we take or refuse to take when it comes to personal brand, personal branding. And even if we have a side business or a small business, willingness to put ourselves out there is really, really a significant concern. I have many leaders who refuse to participate even in the conversation on LinkedIn. And they'll say, I have a LinkedIn profile because I am sort of required to have one. I recognize now that I need to have one. However, I won't like a post because I don't really want to be seen to be on there. I'm not comfortable and I'm definitely not going to comment on anything. And worst of all, do not expect me to post anything. And I think that may be the imposter syndrome showing up. There are some leaders who have genuine reasons not to participate. But for most, the imposter syndrome is showing up. And that may be, what do I have to offer? Who is going to listen to me? There are so many millions of people on LinkedIn I'm certain there's someone who is a more of an expert in this area than me. So why would I put myself out there? And then that imposter syndrome shows up. I'm seeing from my own experience as a manager, I'm seeing a lot more evidence more currently. I don't know if this is because of changes in terms of how educators focus students coming out of colleges and such. But I'm seeing a lot more individuals who are prepared to step up, to say, here, this is what I am prepared to contribute. This is my understanding of myself. This is my track record to this point. I am trying to take control of the career path in a more significant and meaningful way, effectively controlling my brand as I find a path through this organization. I'm seeing a lot more evidence of that happening now than I would suggest happened earlier in my career. So there's a shift that I'm observing, certainly not as universal as we probably expected to want it to be, but a lot more individuals entering the workforce are coming into the workforce with a stronger sense of what I want. Well, this is very good news. This is very good news. And I want to come back to what you're just saying. It's good news that the younger generation, they're coming in with a stronger sense of what they want and greater willingness to market themselves, perhaps better preparation in terms of self-awareness and understanding how their strengths align to what they're coming into the workplace to do. So the question is then, How do senior leaders and other leaders who've been in the organization for a while who did not get this preparation, how do they fare in the workplace with this new generation that's very comfortable sharing who they are on social media, sharing what they can do and putting themselves out there marketing? If it's a side hustle, I can teach you how to do this. I have a course on this. And then I have senior executives, 20 years with depth of knowledge who are uncomfortable to put that out. So how do we support 
leaders like this who have depth of understanding, but great discomfort in that space. So imposter syndrome in terms of social media, branding and marketing personally, but the younger generation, millennials in particular, this is their home. Not all millennials, by the way, but a majority of millennials, the studies suggest, are very comfortable putting themselves, they live there. Yes. And sometimes to their detriment in the sense that they will let you know what was for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which is sort of noise and not necessary in the space. But then there are people who you're looking at two people, one who is just listened to some videos, done a two-year program and writes up a course and is ready to sell it and is doing such a great job at branding that everybody's buying their course. And then there's a 20-year veteran who's been doing all of this work and is not as comfortable to put themselves out there. So what we're getting sometimes is that level and the depth that senior leaders bring, they're unwilling to put it out there. How do we deal with the imposter syndrome in the branding, the social media space to balance off what's out there so that everyone that's there can find something at the level that they need it? The senior leadership needs to get in touch with their own vulnerabilities and create environments like Kadeem described. I'm coming back to the concept of vulnerability for senior leaders who are probably not as practiced in that approach to showing up in work environments. But the imperative is to create more of those types of mentorship environment where the individual who turn up with that more intentional approach with respect to their career and documentation around that intentional approach. So coming, throwing the book at you in terms of, yeah, <laughs> literally, this, this is where I've been. This is how I've contributed. This is where I want to go. And the challenge then, how do I respond to that? Except to say, let me help you. Let me find the resources to be able to help you. Let me also be challenged because I too need to have that path forward. And, uh, and in many respects, senior leaders don't get to be in senior leadership positions by happenstance. They too came with that kind of focus as well. Sometimes a little bit more clandestine, certainly not as overt as is the case. It's a shifting of the work environment to be supportive and creating that collaboration and mentorship uh, and enabling our managers to feel more comfortable occupying that space. Because again, you get promoted into this role, your focus is on the bottom line. And the broad environment sometimes doesn't tend to get the attention it needs. We just need to introduce more opportunities for that kind of conversation. I hear reciprocal mentorship Definitely. as critical. So I'm hearing a lot about collaboration and reciprocal mentorship. Not only do those bust up imposter syndrome, that's really the key to cultivating a sense of belonging, cultivating a culture of care. All of the things that the research suggests that we're going to need to be able to move ourselves forward to making people feel like we are creating inclusive spaces that everyone belongs in, has an opportunity to contribute, has an opportunity to learn and feel supported. This collaboration and reciprocal mentorship and sponsorship, 
These are going to be really key tools to create that environment, to go beyond the leader that is, the leader that does, to the leader that creates, which is a very high level leadership. So one thing I want to flag up is that we all have a brand, whether we're intentional in cultivating it or not, we have a brand. And if we have imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome is impacting that brand. Jeff Bezos says, it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. That's your brand. So whether you're working for someone, working for yourself, or just hanging out, people will say something when you're not in the room. That's the brand. And so whether we're working within these clearly defined structures or doing more creative work, we have to be mindful of how we're showing up, how we're mentoring, participating, collaborating, supporting, paying it forward, how we're goal-focused. We have to be aware of how all of these are impacting what people say about us when we're not in the room. That's our brand. And that's why we're going to give it some focus in subsequent podcasts. Well, what a beautiful conversation. I want to leave you with a few questions to ponder. Do you know what people say about you when you're not in the room? And how intentional are you about influencing what people say when you're not in the room? What can you do to influence what people say when you're not in the room? Thank you for listening to this episode of Upskill Talks, brought to you by McGraw-Hill. We bring you new episodes every Monday. Please take a moment to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and a written review at Apple Podcast. Or follow us on Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to share Upskill Talks with other leaders like yourself, so they too may gain the skills and insights to produce amazing results. Please go to upskillcommunity.com to review show notes and learn how you can join a community of leaders from across the globe, collaborating to lead in a more meaningful and impactful way. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw. And again, thank you for joining me on this episode of Upskill Talks.